2: dogs at work we've had to do this as a bit of an emergency so oh my god if this works and if this sounds good please write in and shower us with praise because we've had to try and set this up ourselves. Yes. again why wasn't i fucking thinking about this i had a lentil bolognese Leftover oh lentil nails. Okay. Um, so, uh, yes, it was two full days of eating beans and lentils. Okay, th- so how was the tailor gut? Oh, my God. <laughs> this flat that you're currently sitting in hummed. Oh, my God. It's been awful. I feel like we're finally out of the woods. <laughs> but yesterday was not good there were so many farts happening (laughs) should we because we've mentioned post run drinks and yes we
3: have (laughs) so do you think it's time to move on
2: i think so the elephant in the room the elephant in the room is of course that this weekend as many of you at well it turns out quite a large amount of you will be running the vitality 10,000 with us yes um it is slightly more than we expected. Yes. We were honestly expecting like 100, 150 people, and I think it's going to be between four and 500. And please look out for us wearing Deelie Boppers with stars on. Yes. We honestly panic bought these off Amazon, and we've just tried them <laughs> on, and they're so painful. <laughs> uh, we also have a few pairs that we might be giving out as treats for various things. <laughs> now they don't sound very appealing, but... <laughs> oh I forgot to say oh, as yeah. well of course I have panic ordered a megaphone that's arriving tomorrow <laughs> yes I know so we will be able to hopefully communicate with you via megaphone but you know uh, what megaphone's like you know how your voice comes out it's I know like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> well we'll try it's also got a siren built in I believe so we can just <laughs> yeah we can just siren you into place if we all need <laughs> heard you yeah like little sheep <laughs>
3: Welcome to episode 162 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. We are both firmly average runners who don't take life or running too seriously. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. Today we're recording in person. We start by talking about skanky university behaviour with some next level tips on student cookery and some discussion on some sadly defunct fashion retailers. It's all par for the course really. Then it's the main event. We're taking on the London Vitality 10,000 this weekend on September the 24th. If you're coming along with us please join us by wearing a blue top if you have one so we can look like a proper colour coordinated gang. Ahead of the vitality, we look at some 10K training tips and also some things to bear in mind in the last week and hours before the race. To help with all of that, we have just launched our brand new special edition of Women's Running, which is called How to Run 10K. And we are so proud of it. It's everything you need if you want to run 10K for the first time or you want to run your fastest ever 10K PB. It's all in there. And along with that, we've got our first bit of merch in the shape of Pod Squad tees too. Go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and head to extras for the tees and single issues for the mag. By the way, if you love this podcast, there is a way to get more Holly and Esther nonsense. And that's by becoming part of our Pod Squad on Patreon, where you can get involved in live Zoom calls with us, weekly newsletters and a chat room all for you. If you're part of our cheer squad, you can watch these podcasts on actual video. Come and join us at Patreon. That's p a t r e o n dot com forward slash women's running.
2: Yay! Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> oh my god, this is weird because we haven't done this since we did our hundred and a hundredth. hundredth episode. Yeah, yeah, and now we're on one hundred and sixty-two. I think. So, a momentous 162nd episode. (laughs) I'm going to try and get very close to the mic.
3: Because we're recording in person, (laughs) not over some other format, sitting in our different homes. We're actually in Holly's spare room.
2: Yeah. And we're trying to... This is also the first time, so when we recorded the 100th episode, we got Doug to set everything up for us. And then he shut the door and left us alone. Yeah. Whereas now, Doug's at work, we've had to do this as a bit of an emergency. So, <laughs> oh my God, if this works and if this sounds good, please write in and shower us with praise because we've <laughs> had to try and set this up ourselves.
3: Yes. holly <laughs> has been the genius. I've done nothing apart from like have really bad Wi-Fi, which has meant that's, that's the thing that's kicked it all into, yeah. into play
2: really. Probably. But it is nice. It is nice. I wonder if our rapport will be... Better. Or worse. <laughs> or worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be able to see that you can't fucking
3: stand me. <laughs> You'll be like, oh my god. Can't check email or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't
2: sc- I can't scroll through right move while no, we're not right. while we're doing the part. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I I wanted to talk to you. Um, I was going to leave something right to the end of the podcast, but I can't contain myself and I have to oh, say about so it now. Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> Thanks. I have two things to talk about. This one is more relevant to the actual podcast that we're doing. Mm-hmm. I've just discovered something which I'm now following on Instagram and I, I think it's right up your strasser. <gasps> right. How do you feel about something called the Croissant Run Club?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> I immediately feel elated and intrigued
3: <laughs> doesn't that sound yeah. amazing it sounds right unfortunately because i have no wi-fi i can't actually tell you much more about it but if you were to go to croissant run club um on instagram okay i'm going to um, go to croissant run club on instagram do. now that's
2: one thing that we didn't think about i have not i've not given you access to my <laughs> wi-fi <laughs> never mind it doesn't matter um but i think i think from from a very hazy read-through
3: it was set up by one <gasps> woman very very recently. Um, I think she's she's Irish, but I think she set it up in London first when she was living there. And she's gone back to Ireland. She set it up in Ireland as well. But there are now Quasson Run Clubs popping up all over the shop, right? Oh, so my God. So there's Newcastle. There's Sydney. There's Dublin, Manchester, oh, yeah, Belfast. Melbourne, I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. So they're kind of popping up. And, um, and it's all about kind of... Oh, my God. Well... Obviously running quite slowly and then having a lovely great big pastry afterwards. Yeah, that's honestly idea.
2: heaven. Well that's sort of what that five K run club has become uh, for me a little bit. That yeah. like I like doing that. It's a nice distance and just enough to get you sort of ready for a pan of chocolate. Did you do it again? No, saying that I didn't. <laughs> but I did have good reason because I went to um Brislington. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to go shopping with my sister because she's going to uni on Sunday. Oh. So we went and did her um, sort of. Oh, plates and
3: cups and things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Plates and cups and things. Oh my god, it's horrendously expensive. Mm. Like you're basically having to kit someone out with a whole with with their whole life with everything that they that they're going to own, and my mum was like. Make sure you have it till you for the next ten years, and I was like, "That is hugely falsely optimistic, Mum." As it? if I she probably, was I like, th- "I hope she does," and I was like, "She's going to be nearly thirty in ten years, Mum." <laughs> As if she's going to still want like a fleece blanket with like sloths or like. Well, saying that, but yeah, you know, I am the owner of an know. avocado hoodie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I, I mean, I still remember like going to uni and having that big pack of stuff. And going to, I believe, British Home
2: Stores, which I don't think oh, exists anymore. No, it doesn't exist yeah. anymore. But I was vaguely aware of it as a child. It was just still in my mm-hmm. um, in my consciousness because of Tammy Girl.
3: Oh, yes. Which. Yes. Part of, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, was, it, was Tammy Girl part of BHS? I thought Tammy I thought Girl, Tammy was, Tammy was, part Girl was part of BHS. Isn't it Coates Nats, Tammy
2: Girl? Okay, okay, sorry. Okay, I'm going to have a quick, quick Google of Tammy Girl. But
3: I, I remember going to BHS and getting one plate, one cup, mm-hmm. one fork, one knife, one spit, all of that. I mean, that's not going to last you 10 years, is it? No. Like
2: single things of everything. I've still got two mugs from uni which I'm quite pleased with myself for Mm, I say that maybe it's one maybe (laughs) one's died they were identical so hard to tell whether it's the same one in rotation coming out of the dishwasher over and over again or whether I do have two um and I believe other than that that's kind of my fruit Mm. bowl for some reason my mum bought me a fruit bowl and the reason that that survived is because I didn't use it for the entirety of uni and actually I did rediscover it when I had my own nice. flat and thought go on maybe it's time to stop putting fruit in a fruit bowl
3: and you know what I think um but I think like I, I would consider buying more than just one of each thing yes. for any child of mine however that first term particularly of university people are so skanky and when I say people I mean me oh yeah that you just don't wash up and so if you don't wash up and you just leave it then you've literally got nothing to eat
2: out of. I know. You, so. That was what we did with Daisy. She got two of everything, which mm. I agree. There was a little part of me that thought, is this a good idea? Because is this <laughs> going to discourage any washing up from happening? Yeah. But it's a bit cruel, isn't it? Going, yeah. you got to wash up ev- after every use of that plate.
3: I mean, yeah. It's nice to Maybe. do
2: lunch, dinner, then, then wash, wash up. up. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I just, the skank of
3: it though. I mean, I would just leave things to grow Whatever kind of festering bit of penicillin oh, yeah. they wanted to, and then throw them away. You know, it was the stuff. plates. Oh yeah. Well, I particularly remember that with like a coffee maker. I remember my brother buying me one of those. You know, the lovely Italian, lovely stove oh, top. A
2: percolator. Thing. Oh no, Not quite, no,
3: the, the stove top ones. You know, the kind. The of little metal. Um, billetti, I think it's called. Yes, that I little think one. I know yeah, what little you metal mean. One. Yeah. yeah. And I remember having that and I used it like twice and then just left the coffee in there to just stagnate and then came back, you know, a couple of months going, oh, really fancy. <laughs> and opening up is like, oh no, there's a garden in there. That's, that's not, that's oh,
2: not. Oh, I'm so glad really. a terrarium has become a terrarium. <laughs> a terrarium yeah. I'm so glad that you were ranked like me because rank. so often I feel like I talk about this with, I feel like there is obviously a stereotype of students being gross, but quite a lot of girls, I think, maybe I maybe they are legitimately were very clean Mm. or whether they there's more social pressure to appear clean as a girl Mm. um but I I definitely feel like not a huge amount of my girlfriends have got this in common like lots of them were quite together and quite tidy and clean in uni Mm. like Cara, she was so tidy. Lex, I remember going around to her house and she lived with her and a bunch of girls she knew from the Christian Union. Mm. So that house was (laughs) so clean. (laughs) And I remember one of them being like, oh, do you live in that house that's always got all the bottles out the front for the recycling? And I was like, oh, God. God.
3: (laughs) I've always lived in absolute piles of chaos. Yeah. I remember... One of the first houses I moved into after leaving university, that we got complaints to the landlord from our next door neighbours saying, "All oh, that carpet on the outside is attracting rats." And they like said we're like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and I was I mean, like, I remember also, I must have—I have I told this before on the pod? I think like I remember, um, I I would I would get back to my student digs after like uh, after a night out, and I would then make myself a snack. You know, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would read a bit because we had no screens. I wouldn't have like a phone. I wouldn't have. Oh, yeah. a, I didn't have a TV for so a whole year. What do you year. do while you're eating what your do you do? freezer
2: chicken Kiev? Read
3: my book. Well, that's <sighs> the thing. Like, so I do. I I have a very vivid memory of waking up with a hangover and discovering half a tuna sandwich in my book because <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> it had
2: just fallen in there.
3: <laughs> so, how did I have the wherewithal to make a tuna sandwich and then fall asleep while eating it? But
2: Oh, but some yeah. of the snacks I remember, like, I mean, actually, this was in this flat. So this is post being, I think we moved into this flat when I was 24 <gasps> or something. twenty <gasps> four tiny holly. Tiny holly. So, tiny holly. Yeah. so uh, I, this must, this was not uni days. This was, but the first couple of years of living in this flat pre-COVID we were a bit more wild And I remember going on a night out in Bristol for New Year and then somehow managing to get home. um, The only evidence for that is a horrendous Uber bill of like 45 quid (gasps) the next day and being like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, And uh, I feel like I pressed split fare there, but it did not split fare. Um, And then uh, I cut up. Uh, tortilla chips into triangles right put them in the oven um and then I think I <laughs> turned back out again sprinkled some cheese on top and then put them back under the grill and they were like proper nachos <laughs> did I say tortilla chips I meant I to, as in as in meant in tortilla wraps yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I created Doritos <laughs> And they were okay. I think I maybe put some sort of paprika on them or something. And <laughs> that was only a few years ago. That's,
3: that, that is next level kind of genius student hack there. Yeah, it, I, I was quite pleased with that. I, I, I used do, to do that again. There was, uh, the one I used to do over and over and over again was pasta with stock cube. Which it was only in the kind of later years that I realised that this was a Nigella-approved kind of Italian mamma sort of thing to do, but to kind of to cook it in. Cook it to, well. No, you'd so you'd cook the pasta first, kind of naked, mm-hmm. but then you'd kind of melt the stock cube into like butter or oil Ooh. or something, and then just whisk it. And so then you'd have like a deeply kind of savoury. Spaghetti thing, which oh just tastes of stock that cube That
2: sounds amazing. I love the taste of stock cube. <laughs> yeah,
3: I know so it's annoying. It's just salt in it. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, I use it all the time. I actually I really we ran out of bouillon a while uh, ago and yeah. that is the elite stock. It is. Dust. <laughs> stock dust.
1: <laughs>
2: oh God. Oh God. Tammy girl yeah well we got two things I feel like we veered off quite quickly we from did the run yes we did the croissant run, croissant club, run club which yep. is not to be veered away from no fast because I mean if there is a local one
3: I can't see that there is a local one and unfortunately there's no um, there's no website because mm. you have to DM the owner to, um, to to set one up yourself we could set one <gasps> up oh my god shall we
2: I, we could do Shall we? I don't see why not. we could set up a croissant run club. However, are the marketing department going to be very cross with us for using somebody else's branding? Yeah. Maybe we need to set up women's running pastry run party. (laughs) But now we've
3: mentioned croissant run (laughs) club. I know. Oh, no. (laughs) Curse you, croissant run club. (laughs)
2: But that would be, I mean... I mean, we could do a Savvy B
3: run social, couldn't we?
2: Yeah, I really think that there's um, something in this and that would be great. There's something
3: about the carbs after a run though, isn't there? More so than the the booze even, which I know is off-brand of me to say, but...
2: I know, but I do agree. As I love a booze, but Mm. I feel like post-run a glass of wine can sometimes make me feel a little bit wobbly. Speaking of... yes. I feel like we should discuss the fact that... Oh, sorry, I'm all over the place. Also, all all I I needed to tell you was Tammy Girl. I'm shocked to discover Tammy Girl Girl still exists. Shit. Uh, I can't actually find out... um, What it was
3: a part of. What it was a part of. it, It must have been ETAM because of Tammy Girl. Tammy Girl
2: is officially making a fashion comeback with Hello. a nostalgic collection available to buy online. Nice. Manchester based label Oh sorry, this is different, Daisy no. Street, no. have relaunched ETAM's ETA baby sister on ASOS after almost two decades, delighting millennials who spent their teen weekends shopping at the iconic store.
3: I'm not a millennial and I shopped there. It was it was open way before then. You were obviously cool. No. 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 Hard up. Hard up. It was cheap, <laughs> shopping in Tammy Girl.
2: The popular label from the 90s noughties is staying true to its aesthetic, Ooh. serving up some brand new Y2K-inspired pieces. <laughs> from chain mail scarves, oh. Spice Girl platforms and cargo pants to pastel-coloured tank tops and slogan sweatshirts. Are oh, The slogan sweatshirts really do just say Tammy Girl. They do. Yeah. They do. See,
3: I, rem- I remember that being around, I think... I think I'm right in saying that I might have bought a rah-rah skirt from Tammy Girl, which I would sort of say predates the 90s.
2: I think that's my like 80s, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I had a skirt from Topshop that my mum always used to call a rah-rah skirt, which is the only reason I know what a rah-rah skirt is, because I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then I, I googled rah-rah skirt. And yeah, I was yeah, like, you're actually, like, oh, fair enough. Yeah, skirt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it also, they're, they're stocking this bubble bag, which is like, okay. apparently that's iconic. It looks like mm. a tote bag made of, of bubble wrap. Bubble it looks like, wrap. looks like you can pierce it quite yes. easily with a pair of nail clippers. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Not, not ideal. No, not ideal. So i mm, yeah. not convinced. Oh, but there's a picture of old Tammy girl. Sorry to the listener. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do do your own Googling. I don't, I don't know whether don't that's what it looked that. like. no, so,
3: no. That's a yeah. new that's a new brand.
2: That's a new they must have rebranded it and Ah. ah. Stores were removed okay, Tammy Girl oh. broke the hearts of teen and tween girls oh. in the UK in two thousand five when yes. it announced its closure. So I was only ten, so mm. like I, I must have been little buying Tammy Girl clothes. Yeah. Um stores were removed from British High Street after from the British High Street after Arcadia Group sold the business to BHS. Oh. So actually, it was BHS that was the downfall of Tammy Girl, not the other way around. <laughs> so I was thinking that's the connection between BHS and Tammy Girl. It's yeah. BHS ruined Tammy Girl. Oh, BHS. Nightmare. Yeah. Okay.
3: Oh. That's as much as I can find about Tammy Girl. BHS was never fashion, really. I just, I do no. remember seeing it within CNA in, where would I have been shopping? Catford, probably. And, um, or was it Lewisham? But either way, one of those um, amazing high streets. Um, and I remember, it, I re- do remember having to go through coats and hats, as we called it, to get mm. to, um, to girl, And it was just like this kind of beacon. You know, you go past, you'd be walking past hideous sort of kind of beige kind of slacks and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then suddenly there'd be this vision of puffball skirts and crop tops and... Dealy boppers yeah more of which to come okay
2: Okay. should we because we've mentioned post run drinks and dd boppers yes we
3: have (laughs) (laughs) so do you think it's time to move on i
2: think so the elephant in the room the elephant in the room is of course that this weekend as many of you at well it turns out quite a large amount of you yeah um will be running the vitality Ten Thousand with us yes um it is slightly more than we expected. Yeah. So um, I, th- I think, I can't remember what we'd said before, that we were honestly expecting like 100, 150 people. And I think it's going to be closer. It's going to be between four and 500. Yeah. So it's amazing. It is so amazing. And we're so excited. But we're also
3: really, really
2: terrified. I mean, yeah.
3: that's a huge number of lovely people. I know. It's lots of you. So...
2: Please be kind. Yeah. <laughs> and please look out for us wearing dealy boppers with stars on. Yes. We honestly panic bought these off Amazon and we've just tried them on and they're so painful. <laughs> So I I don't know. So look out out for for, them and spare a thought for our uh, (laughs) the lobotomies that are actually happening (laughs) while we're wearing them. Uh, We also have a few pairs that we might be giving out as treats for various things. (laughs) So now I have them. Yes, (laughs) now they don't sound very appealing, but. But we will we'll be wearing our, our
3: T-shirts, so we'll be wearing blue T-shirts with PodSquad written on them. Mm-hmm. If you have a T-shirt with PodSquad written on it too, then that would be amazing. Yeah. If you don't have a PodSquad T-shirt, that is absolutely fine. Um, and to be honest, there aren't enough to go around in any case. No. Um, but if you, if you are joining us and you're listening to this, um, it would be great if you could wear a blue top if you have one Um, because that'd be amazing because we just want to get as many of us wearing blue as possible because Vitality is, um, its branding is pink and we thought a great, and and, and our branding is largely blue and we just thought a great way of kind of seeing who's who and seeing who your kind of community Mm -hmm. is and who your friends are is to all wear the same
2: colour if you've got something blue. It um, would be great just so that we can... Like yeah, don't buy anything new. No, no, no. You know, if if you would if you'd like a Podsquad t shirt, then of course we make exception for those. Yeah. But um capitalism all the way for a pod squad <laughs> tee. Yeah. But it, yeah, don't don't rush to to the shops and try and buy something new. But if you have something blue, um blue's also it's quite a it's a good colour for range, isn't it? Like, yeah. as long as we're all wearing something roughly blue, whether it's navy or bright blue, yeah. um, then hopefully we will all be able to spot each other. We're hoping um, to... Well, first of all, we're hoping to send out an email at some point. This has all been a little bit complicated just yeah. because uh, we, for GDPR reasons, we can't contact all <laughs> of you directly. So, um we're hoping that you should be getting an email if you are running with us from Vitality any moment now that will have a QR code in that can allow you to join a WhatsApp group so that we can all stay in touch. Um, and um, if you get the if you open the email on your phone, by the way, you can, I believe. Maybe it's just because of my phone. I've got yeah. an iPhone 11 or something. But if you hold, like press and hold on the QR code, then it does open on your phone. Because I suddenly had a panic where I was like, I've put a QR code in, but what if everyone's going to open it on their, on their phones and go, well, how am I supposed to scan this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. But I think if you press and hold on it, then it does, oh, it does the it. same thing as scanning. Okay. okay, Um, that makes sense. So hopefully when everyone's in the WhatsApp group, we should all be able to talk to each other a bit more. Yeah.
3: But if not, we're going to be there. We're going to be in the race village. There's, um, I think, there's a marquee for us. Yeah. Um, which won't be heavily branded because, as we say, a little bit last minute here yeah. on our side.
2: Um, so we'll have. There'll be a flag that says yes. where we are. I've got the big. I've got a flag in my sitting room Ooh. right now that somehow we're going to have to get on the train together okay. on Saturday. That's going to be fun. <laughs> Sometimes, okay. Um, there's going to be some very interesting selfies as a result of this. But we we
3: will be wearing our t-shirts, blue t-shirts, with Pod Squad written on them. We'll have a flag. And me and Hole we're going to be there really early doors. Yeah. Just waiting for you guys to turn up and... Um, being a
2: bit nervous. Being a bit nervous. And, uh, and I'm very uh, glad it's 10k right now. Oh I'm not going to lie because training and actually thinking about the running is so far <laughs> to the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, and we've got um, uh, another colleague of ours, Niha, who's absolutely lovely. And she's going to be joining us yeah. too. So she will also be wearing a T-shirt. So there'll be three of us wearing these T-shirts, potentially DV Boppers if they don't cave our brains in. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we'll be there right at the beginning. We'll be there right up until when we start, which yeah. is um, we, we, our wave starts at 1050 and I think we start the, we get into our pens at um, kind of half past 10, 25 past 10, something like that. And so they're, they're, they, there's a little warm up in the pen as well as whatever we do in our tent before that. Yeah. And um, But if, if you can all aim to be there in the tent by kind of, I think it's 25 past, half past nine, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then we can have a, a chin wag and we can get to know each other a little bit more. Um, and then the plan is to meet back there afterwards if you fancy it and um, we can um celebrate everyone having yeah
2: there originally I think we had said maybe on the pod that we were hoping to all go for a drink or something afterwards obviously with the amount of us that there are I don't think that that's going to be possible but at least with the fact that we've got the whatsapp group we're hoping that we can all keep in touch with each other and mm-hmm. so in waves as people finish pop back to the tent there will be somebody who wants to go and have a Savvy Bee, yeah. a cup of tea, a coffee, a roast, whatever it is that you <laughs> fancy afterwards. Yeah. And we, we may slightly have to go and uh, do our separate things because we were just hoping that however many of us wanted to hang about afterwards could just go and hole up in a pub. But I think if 450 of us turn up to a pub, mm. we may be turned away. Yes. So um, yeah. we'll... we'll you know we'll all be together regardless in the marquee and we'll, there'll be people there'll be lots and lots of, of pod squatters and plodders around the place who
3: absolutely and we can, can facilitate um sort of friendly groups as well so if mm-hmm. I know that lots of people will be turning up with friends and stuff but I know also from our experience with Paris that quite a few people will probably be turning up on their todd. yeah and that's where the power of our community I think is going to come in absolutely brilliantly. So if you are turning up and you're on your own and you're feeling a bit weird about that, which I can totally understand, come and speak to us. Yeah. um, Or just put your hand up (laughs) or something. We'll come and find you or you can WhatsApp us when you've got the QR code. 100%. And we will gather a little gang for you to hang about in and that can be um, based on just geography or based on time that you're going to, to finish host me, in or yeah. whatever so um and again don't worry about the time that you're going to finish in either because we are we are running last we are in the last wave which means there is
2: absolutely zero pressure yeah about what time you finish super chill even yeah. if you walk the whole thing i've seen some people chatting on our patreon discord about Injury or worries or things Mm. that have meant that they're a bit nervous that it's not going to go quite to plan, and yeah, I mean it is all going to be so so relaxed. I mean we talked
3: about maybe doing like having kind of groups of us in different at at different paces, and I'm as soon as we had as soon as we talked about that, and as soon as I think I sort of said I really rashly said something like, "Oh yeah, I'll do like the one hour one," I'm not going to do the one hour one. (laughs) That's totally. I'm totally backing out of that because I. No, I will have to do a long run the day before. A very long run. So this is
2: going to be a chilled recovery run. This has to be a
3: recovery run for me. So, I mean, you know, slow, 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 slow. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to go slow,
2: slow, slow, slow slow anyway because that's what I like to do. It will all be so relaxed. I mean, from experience with Paris, there are some pod squatters who are quite speedy. Um, Yes. So... We'll have a chat amongst ourselves in the WhatsApp group, but if you'd like to sort of nominate yourself as somebody who might be relatively near the front of the pack, then we'll give you a pair of daily boppers and people can try and follow you. What
3: we'll do is, yeah, when we gather, when everyone is gathered together at half past nine in the tent, maybe more like quarter to ten, we can have a shout out and see and kind of group ourselves together into various kind of pace groups um and that, that might be a helpful thing. So if you are hoping to do it in an hour or an hour and ten minutes or fifty minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. then um hopefully we'll kind of group people together and 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 see if you can get the time that you want. Yeah. Um for people like me, I'm just gonna kind of
2: amble. Amble. I'm, just gonna, gonna, am- the I'm gonna amble for sure. <laughs> it's gonna be fine and
3: great. Ahead of this, I have been looking up specific 10K. Tips and tricks. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, you're so organised and
2: great. Doing my best. Oh, Doing I'm so my excited. Best. Oh, I forgot to say <laughs> oh, I, yeah. as well, of course, I have panic ordered a megaphone that's arriving tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I know. So we will be able to hopefully communicate with you via megaphone. But you know what uh, megaphones are like, you know how your voice comes out. It's I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. God well we'll try it's also got a siren built in I believe so we can just <laughs> yeah we can just siren you into place if we all need heard you yeah, that like little sheep
3: Hall <laughs> I've got some big news oh yeah you know we do a very brilliant Magazine as well as this podcast. Yeah,
2: I, I'm aware and sometimes involved. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, you can get your hands, if you don't have it already, on your very first copy of Women's Running
2: for just ninety nine p because you're our Pod Squad. Ninety nine p that's actually amazing. That's like not that much more than a Freddo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
3: not. I don't even know if Freddos cost more than ninety well, nine. They might do. It, actually. They might do. Yeah. <laughs> So all you need to do is go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter podcast when it asks you for a promotion code and you'll get a copy for 99p. Isn't that lovely? That sounds epic to me.
2: Oh, fantastic! But yeah, tell me your tips and tricks because I'm a bit nervous and I do feel slightly lost as to like what to do in the last week. Like today, I was like, I did some strength training yesterday and then I was like, I was feeling a bit achy this morning and I was like, shall Mm. I run? Because I feel like I should but then also I'm like if I'm already feeling a little bit tired and achy then I don't I don't want to risk doing something when I'm a bit tired that might cause me injury or so I just sort of have been floating around a bit like I was planning on doing like 5k tomorrow or something. I think
3: that's fine I think Mm -hmm. um from so this is not through expert this is through me Mm -hmm. I remember that my my kind of probably my most uncomfortable heart I'm talking about half marathon here but with the same sort of thing my most uncomfortable I think was when I did the Brighton half and one of the reasons why that was uncomfortable apart from the fact that it was shockingly cold one of the reasons why that was uncomfortable is because I went and did boot camp like I normally would do on a Saturday morning and Mm -hmm. went and did this on the Sunday and so yeah I woke up all heavy-limbed and achy and doms and yeah um so I would definitely recommend not doing that.
2: <laughs> okay, maybe I'll leave strength training because, oh my God, the the listeners and you are hopefully going to be very proud of me that I have been, I have done strength training once a week for the last five weeks now. Whoa. I know. I've been quietly That's doing, quietly it? getting on with it because it gave me real, um, a real sort of sense of achievement. The first time I got it and I didn't have horrendous DOMS for like two days afterwards. And I was like, oh, I must actually be getting used to this then. The first mm. two times were horrendous. But then on on go three, I was like, hmm, I actually don't feel awful. Yeah. And I think because I get a little bit easily bored, sometimes that is, mm. I will flit around and I'll be like, mm, can't be bothered. Leave it for too long and then try and do it again and be like, oh, that was horrible. Or... Uh, the idea of sort of repeating a session is hell, but actually yeah, I have yeah. been doing the same workout. And so what what workout is it? Then? It's just like an online one that was yeah. like no equipment, no um, lo- no repeats of anything, mm. like total body. Um, and then there's like a begin a, a, as we've discussed many times with Rosemary Connolly where there was a Deb- <laughs> there was Debbie. Yeah, there's like a Debbie who is still so hot. Uh, and then there's a guy who's the henchest man I've ever seen in my life, who you can follow if you want to do extreme. <laughs> oh my God. And she, at the end of the workout, goes like, amazing, guys. So there you go. Like, this is a really good workout if you want to do... Um, yeah, if you if you want, if you're a beginner, like, great to kind of keep doing this every week and tick along with it. And then he goes, Yup, And if you're advanced, it's great to do on your off days oh i know it's a real kick in the teeth after you're you're sweating your tits off when you finish definitely an on day yeah yeah definitely oh an on day. so maybe i will leave so i'm not as dommy as i would be mm-hmm. um because i have been trying to consistently do it but i won't like, i'll i'll leave it for the week now i'll be done for the week with that and then I've been trying to do yoga once a week or something, but actually I'm finding it a bit more difficult to motivate, motivate myself with yoga than I usually would. Mm. Normally I'm, yoga's the one that I find it quite easy to do. Um, but yeah. then yes, with running, I was just a little bit unsure about what to do this week. I anyway, mean, all yeah. was to say well, was I, I, I was going to say, what what are your tips and advice? Well, I, I mean, I, I think like with the,
3: um, like it's, it's half of a half marathon, so I know, so think about what you might do for a half marathon and sort of half it, so I think, yeah, a couple of runs to kind of get your legs ticking over, yeah, absolutely fine, um, but yeah, I would I'd probably hold off on the strength training, just yeah. because of that, or doing anything new
2: whatsoever, yes. so I I'm, guess that's the main thing, isn't
3: it, yeah, like I would I haven't done yoga for a couple of months now, I mean occasionally do like a little bit as a as a stretch before I mm-hmm. do a, a strength at home, but um haven't done it for months and which is um to my detriment because yoga was amazing for me and my back and my kind of general creakiness and stuff. Yeah. Um but I'm not definitely not going to add it into the mix this week ahead of those two things, the kind of long run and the 10k. So I'm not going to do that. But yeah, just can't, you know, a couple of runs in the week. Um and then nice pasta dinner night like before, hydrate. Oh, we've got to decide where we want to go for dinner on I know, and, and we also need to know, we also need to figure out if we're going to have a drink. Are we going to have a drink or not? I'll probably have a glass of wine. I'll probably have a glass of wine.
2: <laughs> so Decision made. difficult to convince <laughs> us there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I probably wouldn't if we were doing a half, or if it was going to be really super hot, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, but, but it I, should be fine. It should be
2: fine. I was, that was actually one of the things that really made me feel at home with the pod squad when we went to Paris was mm. actually there were a few glasses of wine, even the night before the half, which oh, yeah. I, I loved yeah. and, and was proud of. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I was too. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Um, right. So I, I had a look through some of these kind of tips and stuff. There was, um. there was kind of general kind of training for like a whole 10k that maybe I could run through just in terms of like because obviously not everyone is doing
2: Vitality no and you may want to do another <laughs> 10k sorry for exactly. banging on about this one plus of course you may want to buy our our bookazine um, <gasps> yes you may It should be you. out like like what, what I think it's out tomorrow tomorrow have you seen it no I've got it have you yeah oh my god I'll go and get it in a bit and we can take a selfie with oh, it oh shit yes. yeah oh my god oh <laughs> <laughs> So we've got this,
3: um, yeah, special edition of the magazine, and it's all about training to to do a ten k. And you can get it from women'srunning.co.uk if you go mm-hmm. to shop shop.women'srunning.co.uk. Yes, you'll be able to buy that. it, and um, and and that's. Everything, everything, every last tiny thing you need if you want to run a 10K for the first time or there's loads of stuff in there if you want to get a PB as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm talking faster because I'm very, very
2: excited and I'm not seeing it, it's, but it's got me and Holly on the cover. I know, we're so excited about it. <laughs> and then it's got us popping up, as we mentioned before, I think it's us sort of basically like, MCing or, or sort of presenting yeah. it, or we pop up every so often with a, a bits of advice, um, and it's just it's so gorgeous. I was looking at it yesterday, and I was like, oh, it it really looks amazing. Oh, fucking, hell. I'm so nervous about seeing it. Um, Doug got it out of the box, and he and then he he kissed it. Oh, <laughs> because he was so overexcited oh, about course. it. Oh he God. was like, it looks amazing. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's really cute. It. I can't wait
2: to see it, but I am I'm sort of really quite scared. I don't actually know if I am getting one. So I'm going to have to see. No, I don't think I'm actually officially getting one. I've got oh a a whole bunch of copies for something that I think we're going to be announcing next yes. week. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I I know I did have that thought where I was like, "Oh, I I probably need to check actually whether yeah. like every single one of these copies is going to be needed because I don't think I think there might be, so I think actually yeah. we can have a look at it. But
3: they're back. <laughs> we can't thumb it to too much. Okay. No, yeah. Oh, for God's sake, um, yeah. I have to speak to um, make sure that we get a, get a copy of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I mean, so when I was looking at um, when I was looking through actually everything that we've done to go into that magazine and kind of um, other things we've been doing recently with ten k training, because I I think one thing to bear in mind is like. 10k is a really really tricky distance because it's either something that you're kind of I know this is like being overly obvious about it it's either something that you're building up to from like say you've done a couch to 5k the concept of doing a 10k seems unimaginable because it's twice the distance so you're just thinking well fuck that I'm never going to do that Mm -hmm. but also from kind of like the other sides of the scale
2: it it can seem like too quick a distance and I Um, Well, that's always been my fear with it because I've actually, like, I've done two maybe virtual 10Ks. Mm. Um, I've never done a 10K race, like, event before, which I'm a bit nervous about. Um, And I think I have in my brain that, like, they're very, very speedy because I was signed up to do one of the Relish ones, which is, like, our local ones that we bang on about all the time at the Mm. two tunnels. Um, And I cancelled it because I got really nervous as like it got closer that's right I I did it didn't I yeah yeah, yeah. that Mm. there weren't going to be that many people and that therefore because it was quite a speedy distance I was going to come last if there were only like 40 or 50 people doing it or something Mm. um and not that that ever matters but it just made me a bit like oh I don't want everyone to look at me yeah um and yeah I think um it can be a bit of an off putting distance, but Yeah,
3: it can be. And actually I think relish is a good um point to make because like if you if you do fancy doing a 10K, there's kind of there's a couple of well, there's many options that you can choose. You can either just run it like where you live sort of thing. But if you want to sign up for a race so that you get a medal or a t-shirt or something at the end of it, um something like Vitality is a really, really good option because mm-hmm. it's so massively inclusive. So it's got incredibly generous cut-off times. Um, and it sets off in with quite in, quite generous wave spaces as well. Yeah. Um, and there's lots and lots of cheering for whatever kind of and I'm guessing you're like doing.
2: a huge range. Like I'm sure there'll be people there that will genuinely like have trained super super hard. There'll probably be elite oh, yeah. people there. There will. Like be. Eilish McColgan has run it before, hasn't it she? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm sure there'll be people who like running is their is their job, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there will be people who have done. No training at all, who've just rocked up and are like, Exactly. This will be a nice yeah. run. Yeah. And,
3: and good for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. So, there's, there's definitely that. That's kind of the, the feel there. But then something like relish. Um, and I I know there's going to be loads of smaller event organisers that do a very similar thing here to kind of encapsulate as many people as possible what Reg do is on the same day they put on like a five a ten what a colour run as we know Mm -hmm. so a 2k for kids
2: yeah Um, that's what that's what I wanted to do I was a bit gutted that that's for kids yeah sorry
3: yeah they do a five a ten a half um, and sometimes a full as well and lots of these distances you're basically just going up and down the same stretch yeah um which is all very kind of you know it's nice it's it's a nice looking little bit of um uh, of kind of traffic free path um but what that means for people that are nervous about pace and stuff is that you don't know where you are compared with anyone else doing your race Mm -hmm. because people going past you could be doing a half marathon could be doing a 5k could be yeah, doing a marathon people are always ending that you know all the marathoners will always come in last because it takes the longest amount of time
2: yeah that's so true. that's
3: actually a really i found that incredibly low pressure plus and this won't be true of all race organizers at the end of this you could choose a full-size chocolate bar of your choice i
2: know you do this is I like mean, the main thing that you talk it was about <laughs> Relish running. It's like you could get a double decker, an actual double that decker. That is amazing, to be fair. It was brilliant. Not was farting around show. with any, and I'm not slagging off particular races that we may have run that have ended with a sort of like a protein ball, but... Oh, no. Oh I know no. that's probably... If Kate Percy, know, who know we used know to I get, get, get on the pod, bless her, yeah. she <laughs> would tell us that that's exactly what we should be eating. Hold
0: up.
2: after we finished running, but let's be honest, most of us have an association with reward (laughs) (laughs) post-run. And however good or bad that feeling is. And my... Reward if I'm going to choose one does not involve seeds.
3: It no no less seed based. Yeah, mu- much more
2: kind of refined sugar. Yeah, based. come on, give me a Mars bar. <laughs> yeah. if I've done a half, give me a Domino's pizza. <laughs> yeah. Like I get so excited about what I'm going to have after doing like a chocolate yeah. a half. Absolutely,
3: yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So give um, me a,
2: a roast with red cabbage in yeah. there, followed a huge by a Yorkshire. Yeah. yeah. oh <laughs> So good, all those things. So, yeah. oh god, the over the weekend, um, mm. I had uh, we we made a lunch that was like a sort of leftovers thing that all that kind of involved it involved refried beans basically. Nice, <laughs> okay. And then for supper, we were out and about, and so we were like, let's grab a quick like burrito y thing.
3: Mm. Ah, more beans yes. occurred,
2: yeah. uh, and then um, we Ended up having, uh, oh yeah, we went went for a, went for a roast because we'd done this big shop with my sister, and then we just went to like a local harvester uh-huh. thing and got a quick roast after we were done. Quick roast, um, which obviously was full roasted vegetables and a um, a nut roast that was lentil based. Oh. Uh, and then that evening, without again, why wasn't I fucking thinking about this? I had a lentil bolognese right. f- leftover lentil bolognese. Okay, um, so. Uh, yes, it was two full days of eating beans and lentils. Okay, th- so how was the Taylor gut? Oh my God. <laughs> this flat that you are currently sitting in hummed. Oh my God, it's been awful. I feel like we're finally out of the woods. But yesterday was not good. There were so many farts happening. God. Oh, oh it
3: was God. awful. <laughs> awful. Oh, I think I this morning has, has had um, some gut-related incidents um, as well as some Wi-Fi-related incidents, not with me, but with Felix. And I, I do wonder if she's perhaps been, I don't know, copying your diet in some way, yeah. but possibly in another kind of, I mean, honestly, another she left... pulses it, queen. It, it was ridiculous. She left me a present in the loo oh. that uh, she just... And she does this thing of just going... But, you know, she gets off to school, skips merrily, lighter,
2: forever lighter. When actually she is, <laughs> has left a crime. She left
3: an awful crime. <laughs> but four flushes later, we still sat there. And it was
2: like, Felix, what's been going on in sight? I've been feeding you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is what is causing... What causes... Okay, should we look this up? Is this TMI on the pod? <laughs> I want to know, what causes some shit to float and some to sink? Oh, no. Why does You're some... going to find out that it's because I've been giving her too many fruit yo-yos. <laughs> okay. Increased gas in the stool allows it to float. Ah. Floating stools may also happen if you have a gastrointestinal infection. <gasps> Don't worry if you're not a gastrointestinal. I'm no, sure she, she, she would know that first before. The and it was definitely a sinker rather than a floater. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, floating oh, Okay, this is this is a little bit horrible now. Floating greasy stools. <laughs> Okay, no, no, no. This is really, this is really giving us way too much information okay. about like specific ones. All mm. I want to know is like, how come some float and some sink? <laughs> it sounds like it's just gas, gas content makes it. So if you are gas, more like a breeze block than an actual yeah. brick. Yeah. yeah, I think generally, <laughs> you know, Spongy. generally it's sinkers oh, in this household probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's too many floaters. <laughs> oh
3: my god! This. Seeing as I was about to talk about 10K tips. It's oh of... my God, we yeah. still haven't talked
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is what happens if we do it in person. This it's, is bad. It's w- more wildly chaotic than... The tangents yeah. are uh, impressive, aren't they? Yeah. Right, okay, 10K okay, tips, 10K, 10K tips, okay, okay. let's go. Right, if insert you... jingle here <laughs> yeah. about... The running bit. The running bit. Yes, yes we've used got. it in ages. Yeah, here we go. Okay. The running <laughs> bit. The
1: running bit. bit the running, the bit, running, bit, bit, the running the bit, bit. The running
2: bit. bit the, running the running bit. bit. <laughs> right. Okay. So,
3: um, there's two two kind of chunks of tips, right? So one is if you haven't done a ten k yet and you you because we're talking about 10ks the whole time because we're 10k crazy yeah um you're thinking about doing a 10k in the future and maybe you have you know bashed out a couch to 5k or you're even just considering that um but the kind of the training tips in terms of if you're considering a 10k for the first time is like the first one is do make sure you do some training because yeah. some people, as we've said, some people do turn up at the start line of races and they haven't done any training whatsoever. I noticed this with half marathons as well. And it's normally
2: blokes, but they turn up at the start line and go, well, oh, will be all right. Half marathon is kind of next level to not turn up and do it, training for. I mean, I'm sure you'll survive, but it just will be very, very painful. Exactly. And you are, painful. I suppose, more likely to um, give yourself an injury unless you are just conscious i think if you own up to your lack of training like with the bath the bath half the uh paris half where i was mm. so anxious about it because i hadn't done as much training as i as i'd wanted to and walk running that was the best decision ever because it literally added like 15 minutes to my time or something but it meant that it was so much more comfortable of an experience exactly
3: and you it was it was great then because and I'll come on to this in a minute actually because what was really good was that Kate
2: forced you into it and made you start walking before you felt ready to start walking walking. the adrenaline Mm. actually was kind of I didn't really feel like I needed to walk till till about the 10k point but I'm really glad that she was like she made me yeah it's doing things earlier on in
3: the Mm -hmm. day isn't it um, so that's it so do if if you are considering doing a ten k particularly a ten k race, then mm-hmm. do make sure you do some training and one of the main things that you can do in order to make that day feel comfortable, forgetting all the technical stuff which you can do if you want to is to increase your mileage gradually, yeah, um, so just a little bit, so when it says like increase it by ten percent each week, if you're starting off by doing, and I know this is teaching your grandmother to suck eggs, but if you're starting off by doing a two mile run like maybe 20 25 minutes or something Mm -hmm. increase that by 0.2 miles don't add a mile on
2: yeah all right good face that (laughs) yeah i've i've done what maybe everyone at home has done don't yeah
3: don't then suddenly do three miles oh i totally do and will but i won't and i will try not try not to i think if you're building yeah it's so easy to do that because like if you're like training for a half marathon a lot of training plans will start you off at about the 5k mark mm. and then you're going up by maybe 2k a week and uh, you know for for a short training if you're doing like a 12 week training plan or something then you are going up by about a mile each time but if you're going up to 10k from zero or from 5k then just add 10% on just make sure that you've got enough weeks in your training plan to, to build up in that very very gradual and small yeah. way because you do run the risk of injury and as I think I said last week the the um the most times i've when i've had the most injuries it's been when i've been kind of um not on the running treadmill yeah and it's and i'm trying to get back onto it again it's always at the beginning bits it's always at those beginning building up to 5k again or building up to 10k again is always that is injury. It, yeah
2: okay that's really really interesting yeah mm. so slowly 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 okay
3: um the, um, and uh, another one is like join a group. So maybe that's the Croissant Run Club mm-hmm. or the uh, <laughs> Savvy B Social Club, so- whatever social club. Um But join a group or find a friend for the accountability. Because um, as we know, we kind of have our accountability on this, don't we, in a way? Because um, I know that yeah. I have to
2: talk about it to you. You know that you have to talk about it to me. So if You have to do something. Even yeah. in the times that I have done, like I've really felt like doing absolutely no exercise at all. I'm like, come on, I can probably at least make myself do a yoga class or a very short jog or something yeah. because it's like, otherwise, what am I going to talk to the pod squad about? There's that, isn't that? Below deck. Yeah. Uh, various, <laughs> various examples I'm sure you can find if you look back.
3: Who <laughs> wait? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Like
2: that. But like, but you know, like, you know, with having Lex as a mate that you can run with, yeah. it's just it's really nice. It's... And she did actually text me. It was sad to be like, to let her down. Mm. She texted me on Saturday night and was like, we doing 5K around the park again tomorrow? And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't. But next weekend, I can't either because we will be running the Vitality 10K. We will. But the weekend after, you bet your bottom dollar I'll be there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> because Holly is accountable. So that's a good one. Um, and, 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 oh, and the, that's one thing I put in there because this is something that I'd read probably on our website actually, um, womensrunning.co.uk, oh, nice. um, about joining a group. But I've put in brackets, don't be afraid of looking around because my experience of joining groups has been kind of, there, there wasn't a lot of grey area. I remember joining a group and I, which I've to- told you about before, which I absolutely hated, absolutely mm, yeah, hated it. And have. I think at the time I was about 30, so it's a good it 20 years ago. Um, but they, the first thing that they made us do was the Cooper's run test thing. So you had to run as fast as you possibly could for like 12 minutes, I think. Um and it was just horrific. And and as a result of that, and there was quite a lot of us there, like maybe 50 or mm-hmm. 60. And as a result of that, they were kind of grading us. I felt like it was like, um, um, like, like it felt like I was being streamed at school. Do you know what I mean? I and mean, I really
2: you, don't like It that. was so
3: unpleasant. And then I ended up, because I really pushed myself, I ended up going in a group where I felt more uncomfortable and I should have gone in the other, in the other group. Of, yeah. Um, and I, I turned up for another two sessions, I think. And it just, it just was unenjoyable and not fun. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I was 30 and that put me off running groups for like almost 20 years. And it was only a few years back, like two or three years ago, that I joined another one. Um, And it was run by um, someone who's, a a, a woman I knew anyway. And it was amazing. It was completely different. It was supposed to be, um, well, it wasn't supposed to be, it was. It was like, um, she did a couple of runs. One of them was like a social 5K, so it was called social 5k so you just chatted and ran your yeah, 5k that's so much really nice and then she did another one which I really loved which was a 5k but split into kind of one and a half k chunks and after every one and a half k you do a bit of strength work so she'd make us do sort of press ups on stairs
2: or a couple of lunges or oh I quite like that idea oh, as well I loved it so much I also love when people factor in thinking about because obviously with that that means that like I mean, I don't know what the kind of social pressure is like there, but, like, you can do however many laps of that uh, that you want, however many goes of that you want. Mm. And I really like that kind of, um, like, inclusivity. Like, you want some accountability and you do want to feel a bit pushed and, like, that's why I like running with other people because Mm. it makes me run faster and it makes me not have time to question myself and not quit it. Mm. But um, I feel as though with... um, with some of those things like it can feel you can feel nervous about like am i gonna am i gonna do something that's yeah gonna give me an injury or give me doms for like four days or something because i felt pressure to push myself to a level that was really beyond how comfortable i felt because of like social pressure and i love things where they've considered that feeling that like you're not necessarily because we all should be able to just go no thank you but Oh my god, it's t- it's terrifying to do that if you're in a gym class or oh a run god, club yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and so I like when they've thought about that, which is what I loved about this Bath FitFam one, where it was like, um, yeah, there's no like, there's there's no person sort of going, you've got one more lap in you, you bloody well do it. You yeah. like, you just people make their own decision as they're going or beforehand about how many laps they want to do. And then mm-hmm. they just stop and then they become spectators for everybody else. And like, yeah. I like that kind of idea of like circuits or loops because psychologically you sort of know what's coming up. So yeah. when you, if you do want to do all of them, then you kind of can like pace yourself in that way. But also, if you don't, then that feels like a. It feels like a much nicer invitation to go. Really think about whether you want to do another one. Yeah. And make that decision for yourself rather than just feeling like, well, I have to keep going, or I'll be left behind, or I have to keep, or yeah. whatever.
3: I, I mean, I love that. That's why I, I'm really fancying maybe for next year the idea of a backyard ultra. It's mm. the it's the way that you can do a loop sit down, have a cup of tea, then another it loop if you want dream. to, think about the third one, sack it off, go home, have chips.
2: Perfect. I mean,
3: I love that so much. So, um, but yeah, so I think... Yes, um, okay. Yeah, so so group running um, and... Uh, um, yeah, if you if you're able to do a bit of cross-training, so anything to do with strength, particularly if you're... Well, any woman, really, should consider strength, but I think there is something to be said for women that are kind of in my age group... Um strength is really, really important if you're perimenopausal and above. Um and flexibility. So the yoga mm-hmm. and da, 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 it can it was all of it can just really super help all of your running and also just life generally and not yeah. getting out of bed feeling creaky and old. Um and the really important thing also to add into there was the recovery and the rest, because that's something that I think that a lot of us don't hold as high regard as the, all the training part of it. Yeah. Um but that was I, I I was just thinking about this with um uh it's actually our October cover star. So um this is um the issue that's coming out next week of women's running. Um and I was reading an inter- the interview with her and she runs for GB now. Um and really really lovely woman and she was a bit of a kind of a lockdown surprise marathon yeah. star. Um But she was saying the kind of the interesting thing that when she she sort of joined like GB camps to run marathons in foreign countries and stuff, and she'd never run with any other athletes ever before, she'd never never experienced anything like it. Mm -hmm. But she said that becoming a pro athlete meant that she was being paid for what she did, but she was being paid equally for her rest days as for her training days. Oh, that's
2: really good. Which is a
3: really good example of, you know, um of, of the mindset that you really need to have because she mm-hmm. was saying, you know, it was just as important for her to focus on the food that she was eating, the sleep that she was getting, and the kind of the the softer cross training stuff that she was doing, as much as the actual hard running. Yeah. Because all the all these other bits and were the things really that good. made the running more efficient, more effective, better, funner, that kind of thing. So yeah. I thought that was a really interesting thing that we could take from elite runners and have our own life. I love that. Nice isn't it? Yeah. Um yeah, she was really lovely. Um and also there we go. Um I have another quote from another who I copied and pasted in here. So um in our November issue, so that that past quote that was from um Anya Culling. Mm-hmm. Um and this one Is from Laura, who is who set up We Are Fearless, and she's our November cover star. I love these sneak peeks. Sneak peeks. I know, and oh god, I love Laura. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, She set up this fantastic running community, um, and she was talking about when she was setting up, and she says, "What I hadn't foreseen in any way was the community, the friendship, and the connection that running would soon bring to my life. I really didn't anticipate that, and I had no idea how much I needed it." And I thought that was a really important thing to say. Yeah. Like, a, I think for lots of us that find running kind of other and different and something that kind of thin people do or something mm-hmm. like that or fit people do, um, and also people that are more like lonely goats, like me. Yeah. like The
2: idea of running in a community can be like, oh, I'm not a sure, I'm scary. always going. and well, People pe- are going to look at you as well and I think... whatever your reason for being a lonely goat is like mine sort of culminates from both of those things I think while I'm not sporty I find sport difficult I've never found sport easy Mm. and so when I run I go red in the face and I go (laughs) and I (laughs) and I'm not very fast and but because of my job and because of the I mean regardless like you don't just have to work in running like just if people know you're a runner in some capacity then like it feels like there's this pressure that like people are expecting something from you and so like when people watch you run that can feel really intimidating and so it feels much more comfortable for running to just be something that you do on your own because there's no judgment oh my
3: god yeah yeah Mm. do under the cover of darkness that kind of thing but you know that takes me back to that running club that I went to that was good Mm. it was it was a small one um, so I think there were maybe maybe six or seven of us or something that turned up to it. Which stressful f- number? It's Stressful, mm. but not as stressful as it could be, but fine. Mm. Oh, more um, the merrier for me, because I'm more invisible. <laughs> so you can hide yourself a little bit. Yeah. More. But I, I remember turning up at that, I think, and the overwhelming feeling or memory of that of us all turning up, were there, there were maybe half of the group had done it before, half of the group, including me, had never done it before. Um, and all of us turned up saying, I'm going to be at the back. And then, you know, and someone else was like, it was like, like, yeah. um, uh, what am I trying to think of that film where everyone goes, I'm so-and-so, um, but yeah, oh, it's, I don't know. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Kurt Douglas here. Um, but basically we were all, we all said, no, 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 I'll be at the back. No, no, yeah. no, I'll be at the back. No, I'll be at the back. But all of us thought we we're going to be running at the back. Yeah. And in the end. None of us running at the back because the run leader said, no, no, you're not. I'm going to be running at the back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to be
3: running in front of me. And we did. And we all ran at roughly the same pace. And we we're all very comfortable with that. And no one stopped gassing the whole way round. Chat, chat, chat. Oh, that's your nice 5K chat one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it mm-hmm. was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. But yeah. we all turned up being uncomfortable with the idea of a group run and also thinking that everyone's going to be like speeding away and we'd be left on our own no more.
2: yeah I really love that I think like it's when you do open your even though it's a bit scary when you open yourself up to that slight vulnerability of like running in front of other people and running with other people yeah. oh my god it is it does make it so much more enjoyable yeah. and if you're someone who like obviously to some degree we all enjoy running because we're all here but um I am somebody who sometimes can feel a little bit like I'm a bit like oh where do I belong in the community because I love after I've run and I love the sense of achievement from running but getting up on a rainy day and I find it really really difficult and having a group of people that are doing it together whether that's virtually in real life it just makes it so much more then I can really start to be like wow I see why this Mm -hmm. is so addictive Mm -hmm. and why people do it because it's just like it's so much more fun. It's so much more it's fun. It's so much more fun. Like, yeah. not only do you get that lovely sense of achievement, not only do you get the feeling of, of yeah, accomplishment and of kind of the endorphins, but you you genuinely also have a really nice time.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. It's, ha- it's having fun time. It's kind of, it's making friends and it's kind of, it's realising that you're not on your own, even if you feel like you are. Because yeah. even if you find a group where no one is at precisely the point that you are, everyone has been at the point that you are.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know,
3: so everyone understands. I think empathy within runners is vast. It's vast. You know, like, um, when I did that, um, uh, when I did the New Forest half the other weekend, um, there were, did I tell you that there were a couple of people there from the Running Channel?
2: Did I say Um,
3: that? Yes, I think you did. Yeah, And so one of the people that presents the Running Channel um, is an ex-Olympian, right? But he was helping his colleague run a 10k in a certain time yeah. and it was definitely an achievable i think he was trying to do it in a, a sort of an achievable everyday kind of time not not a sort of oh my god trying to do a sub 30 he wasn't trying yeah. to do an olympian time is basically what i'm trying to say yeah um but i think that was i found that i know that they were doing it for you know the running channel and stuff but i find that was kind of indicative of how the running community does behave which is that you do get these people that are proper proper elite runners, and they remember what it's like to try and get you know a sub one hour ten k or a sub two hour half hour they remember what that's like mm. um uh, mostly for the most part unless they've been super speedy since they were six, yeah, um, so I think there's just they you just you pass it on, don't you I think yeah, yeah, I know. It's okay. quite, It's all
2: a bit... I, have you got more tips? I have got or... more. I've oh, got... you have? Okay. Well,
3: my tips were, were then um, kind of in the in the day before, the 24 hours before. Okay, let's day. do it. 24 right, okay. hours before. So these are, these are general kind of race day stuff, right? But it's only if like... And I know this is, again, grandmother sucking eggs, blah, 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 for lots of people who've done loads of races and stuff like
2: that. But if you haven't... Oh, it's still great to know and it's good to remind yourself of. Like, yeah. I was putting something up on the website about race day tips the other day and I was like, actually... Maybe this is where they've come from, and I was like, <laughs> "Actually, funny. this is really useful to know because it's reassuring." Like sometimes when you're nervous just beforehand, everything slightly flies out the window, mm-hmm. and it's just good to sort of reiterate. Those I things. think
3: so, and also, and, and like we say, like to not um, to not kind of dismiss ten k as a as a yeah. as something easier. Somehow, because it's 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 still endurance. Yeah. And I was thinking about it because I had to do a long run at the weekend and um, I had to leave quite early in order to try and fit it in before loads of other stuff. And just before I left, I very quickly thought to myself, shit, I've not eaten anything. Because mm-hmm. normally if I do a, a run at that time in the morning, because I was leaving about eight on a Sunday morning and n- normally I just go and, you know, I I'd take gels and things with me if it's a long one, but... My, anyway so very very quickly just before I left I had toast and peanut butter and literally finished the last mouthful and, and left so I didn't wait for half an hour yeah whatever because sometimes you see all this nutrition stuff and it's like you know eat this particular breakfast two hours before you start your run and I yeah. think the time can be really quite like ugh but I, I had what amounted to half a slice of toast and some very nice and crunchy peanut butter um, and I had a really comfortable run it was like a really super comfortable, very, oh, very nice. long run. And I think that was in no way kind of not to do with it. I think that had a big, big... big Peanut heart. butter was Peanut the butter.
2: MVP of the of that run. It was. Yeah. It
3: totally was. <laughs> um, so that is that is one of the big tips is like, think about
2: eating. Make sure Even you Even though eat. it's tough, try Even and have some tough. food. Yeah, toast is a great one. Peanut butter is a great one. Banana is a great yes. one. Um yeah all that kind of stuff but kind of probably just like whatever you can get down you. A
3: I think bit. it's whatever you get down and also what you're used to. That's yeah. the important thing as well So you don't, don't start thinking, well, oh, everyone else is having porridge. I'll have porridge
2: too. And then if it sort of cheers your guts up, then that's, yeah. you know, that's not going to be helpful. I'm a yogurt and fruit girl though, is what I usually have for breakfast. I, I'm not very good at having breakfast as I'm sure we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do, I tend to have yog- yogurt and fruit is about all I can manage a lot of the time. Um, and that feels like a bit of a recipe for portaloo mania.
3: I'd, look, if it's something that you've done before and if it's something that you do regularly, then it's not. Like yeah. I've been told before about some things that I eat that shouldn't quite work. And, yeah. But they do for me. So if they okay. work for you, then do it. And, you know, fruit's got carbs in it. It's fine. Yeah. You know, just, okay. just do what you do. I think that, you know, the main thing is, is you don't want to set off hungry um, because it's just going to be another thing, another thing to think about. And yeah. if you're doing kind of a longer distance, you know, ten k and above, you, yeah, you just want to make sure that you've got you've got fuel. In there. I mean,
2: vitality is an example as well. Just set we are setting off at like. Ten to eleven or something, so yeah. by the time we finish it's going to be properly, yeah, lunch time, yeah, so I you know I eat my lunch like at twelve at twelve yeah. you'll be God. starving when you run, yeah, so like I
3: will have breakfast a a kind of nice, considerable breakfast, yeah, but I also will take um my infamous porridge bars with me because I can't face eating the sloppy porridge, mm-hmm. but the Stoats porridge bars, which I absolutely love, I'll take one of those. And or a banana in my bag and I will have one of those at like, like if we're leaving at 10, if we're setting off at 10.50, I'll probably have it about 10. Okay. Just munch it at 10 o'clock with some water. And that's the other thing, hydration. So think about hydration the day before as well as on the morning of um, and... Before marathons and half marathons, and I will do the same thing this time. I would tend to have some electrolytes in some water the day before, as well as the morning of, as well as in my kind of bladder yeah. if I was running that. I won't run using any bottles for the ten k, um, only because I've been shamed out of doing that. um <laughs> So I, I will just drink water on route, kind of thing. But I will have electrolytes before I set off, and that's worth thinking about if it's particularly sunny, if you're going to sweat a bit more than you normally yeah. do. Um, don't worry about loose. There are, these things have tons and tons of loose. Yeah, I'm sure it will be, it's, it's usually fine with yeah, loose, isn't absolutely it? Absolutely shed loads of them there. So it's absolutely fine. But just do think about the hydration and make sure it's not just water. Make sure you've got some salts in there. Um, and the other thing, um, is to think about, obviously think about what you're going to be wearing. Um, don't wear new trainers on the day. where the ones you've been running in, as much as you'd love to show off any kind of new kit that you've got, mm-hmm. don't. Just wear just wear shoes that feel comfy. Yeah. Um, and one thing that we've learnt from talking to lovely Josie is to maybe consider our goals for the race so that we don't finish it feeling less than 100%. So, like...
2: Um, it's nice to have backup goals just in case the initial goals oh, totally. fall around yeah. your ears.
3: So one of Because your goals... you can't
2: help, you know, sometimes even if you've done everything you were supposed to with training, like sometimes it's a shit run. Yeah. And like, it's good to have something to feel proud of yourself for and to feel like you achieved regardless of everything that could possibly go wrong exactly you know? exactly mm-hmm. so you can
3: have your a b c goals you can have c goals you can have steven <laughs> c goals, <laughs> Stephen <Car>. c goals. <laughs> but you can have like more than that because some of your goals particularly like particularly if you're traveling to this event and you're going to be on your own like one of your goals can be getting there right so yeah. it's like having it's like having those lists at work that i have which are things like write an email to holly
2: Yeah, right. Which is a
3: really small thing, but I can then draw a line through it, and I have done my email Mm to Holly. It can brush your teeth, you know, draw a line through it. But if if one of your things is if it takes a huge amount of bravery and courage to get to our marquee on race day and. Maybe introduce yourself to someone that's so massive. If you're a bit of an introvert, if you don't, if that's not your comfort zone. 100%. Then that has to be one of your goals. Yeah. And if you do that, then tick it off and well done you. That's absolutely brilliant. And then all the other ones can kind of stem off from there, like getting to the start line. Finishing the damn thing in any way, shape or form, finishing it. That has to be one of your goals. So that's just, that's just one of them. But it doesn't matter what time, doesn't matter how you've done it. If you get to that finish line, that is a goal done. And then you can hone in on the goals from there. So it could be like finishing it in a certain time Mm -hmm. or finishing it
2: happy or finishing it kind of with a friend. holding. That's always a really nice one. Yeah. Yeah. I just had finished smiling when we did Paris half and I did. There we go. And it was I felt so pleased. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's really nice.
3: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Get yourself some goals. Get yourself some goals. Oh, and keep warm. I've put here like wear a rubbish top or even a bin liner to keep warm if it's going to be nippy. Yeah, There. So, yeah, I think I think that's yeah. And I do I do think the, the the community thing is is a massive thing, because if if those goals float out of your head and you don't write them on your hand and you're, you, you feel really weird yeah. at the beginning, you feel weird during it and you feel weird after it. If there's a group of women, particularly <laughs> who have also had a mixed mixed bag of, of goals and stuff. And it's so lovely to meet up afterwards oh, because completely. there are so many times, mostly because of working for Women's Running, where I've done races and I've basically just had to go off on my own afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it feels really weird and uncelebratory. And oh, I'm so excited that... Doesn't reflect achievement. And, you know.
2: Yeah. And there will always be races like that. But mm. for this particular race this weekend, I'm so excited that we'll all be together. And I think, if possible try and I mean like it is it is hard if you do lots but like just even like thinking about your supporters like if you've got people coming to watch you even if you haven't got people who you're running with then like make sure you know where they are because it matters so much when you're going round and when you go to meet them afterwards like it it can otherwise you want to ride that wave of elation and otherwise it can it can start to fall flat very 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 quickly yeah and if you've not had seen anyone and had an opportunity to celebrate your success before that bubbles burst, then it can feel quite difficult to blow it back up again. But while it's still inflated, if you possibly can, try and find someone to celebrate your success with because... Oh my god, that's so important. It's so important to give yourself on the pat a pat on the back for doing things.
3: Oh, hugely important. Yeah.
2: Hugely important. It's so and so
3: quickly that race euphoria can just dissipate.
2: Yeah. And just
3: flood out. It doesn't you.
2: actually last too long, does it?
3: No, it bloody doesn't. Yeah, like I was I remember getting the tube back to the hotel after doing the London marathon and everything just fallen out of me. I just had no Yeah. Nothing left at all. Yeah. And just no 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 kind of happiness. Whereas Paris just kept on riding the wave. It was yeah, just because amazing. We, the
2: Prosecco was flowing. <laughs> it was just great. Such fun. I wanted to suggest that everybody brought a mini Prosecco to the Vitality 10K, but I have heard that such things are illegal. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're not allowed to do we're that. We're not allowed sure, to which is do a it's real a public shame. drink in en masse. Yeah, if you want to turn up <laughs> shit faced, fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be very happy about us bringing any kind of booze on to Green Park. But, um, yeah, no, I think it's, um, but it, the other thing is is also, like, the marquee is not exclusive. Like, if you want yeah. to, if you're thinking of trying to find where your family and friends are, if they've come to watch you,
2: then they just can bring come, them along. Yeah, bring them along. Yeah. That could be the place. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Those were great tips. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited now. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a bit nervous, but... Yeah. Um, I had something that I wanted to announce. This is what I was squirrelling away on my phone looking up what a, a little while ago. Yeah. Um, next week, 8pm, obviously this is for British people, but, uh, or people living in the I UK. I know what you're going to say! <laughs> it's that time of the year again. <laughs> and those of you who uh, listen from overseas, we will have to work out a way of trying to get <laughs> hold of it as well. But... The Great British Bake Off Returns. Oh my god. Next Tuesday, so twenty sixth of September yeah. um at eight PM on Channel Four. And we that sounded like we were we we're being paid, but we're not. No, we're not. But we're just very, very overexcited. Yeah. For some reason our pod our little old pod about (laughs) plodding away and the great british bake-off seem to have collided and it's natural synergy it's natural synergy (laughs) and we we don't there's nothing more we love talking about so i can't tell how long we've got left of this podcast and whether we're allowed to bang on about this for too much longer because we're recording on doug's laptop on logic which is for recording music so it's telling me that we've uh, done two thousand one hundred and fifty-eight bars of podcast, <laughs> but I have no idea what that means. Okay, have we got time <laughs> to go through that list that you sent me? Earlier?
3: Yes, yes, we do, we do.
2: So a week to go, we will be discussing it weekly. Yeah. Um, and this year I'm going to make a very conscious effort to keep uh in in the loop with Bake Off. Me too. We me we too. did slightly drift off a bit last year because it was yeah. so busy at this time of year. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. Esther sent me something this morning, and I wanted to read it out on the pod. Yeah, Uh, the Guardian
3: kind of got all the all the the people that are going to be on it, and they've um, (laughs) it's actually
2: my favourite writer, Stuart Heritage. He loves listing them. So, what have you found? (laughs) Okay, it's making me laugh because it's it might be brutal. Uh, The 2023 Great British Bake Off contestants ranked. Okay, (laughs) we rate this year's batch of contestants. Okay, Mm, here we go. Yeah,
3: Uh, and so they're ranked just. Based on them having answered silly questions like, what kind of
2: pastry are you? Yes, it's just their their bios, I think, and then the contestant Q&As that they answer. Yeah, So in number 12, I presume that this is worst to best, sadly. This is worst to best, unfortunately. And number 12, we've got Christy. Uh, A whole lot of red flags here. Christy lives in East London and has four children, which based on the evidence of having any children at all means the woman is a ticking time bomb of stress. (laughs) Her Q&A also states that she is bad with time constraints and pressure. My worry isn't that Christy will be eliminated from Bake Off. It's that she'll literally explode.
3: <laughs> it's
2: great. Don't do all of them. Otherwise, we're going to be um, beholden to all sorts of like litigious. Oh, do you think <laughs> we might be committing libel? Oh, I mean, what's his blooming face? Stuart, Heritage, Stuart has Heritage. already. Yeah, we'll just I say Stuart Heritage said yeah, it. Yeah. This is all <laughs> quoting. Number 11, Amos. Yeah. Amos looks lovely. Yeah. Amos is a deli and grocery store manager from North London. He li- or, or should we make our own we, judgments on these? Do you know?
3: I think we sh- well we we won't be able to make any judgment until
2: until we, we, see, until we see a bit more about episode. them. But okay, after I've read this little description, yeah. I will show you. So 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 I'm showing you Christy right now, who's beautiful, beautiful. Though I would say, if you look very closely, you can tell that she's got an eye twitch. <laughs> She's looking a little bit (laughs) anxious. (laughs) Uh, Amos, first impressions.
3: First impressions. Okay. He looks studious, but I think that's the jumper.
2: Yes, I think he's wearing a sort of cricket jumper. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's also got a paper clip in his ear. Didn't notice that. (laughs) Yeah, so he's a bit quirky. I'm in love with Amos at first sight. Uh, He's a deli and grocery store manager from North London. He lives in a church and likes theme parks. He's 43 years old. He wants to make a cake that has a water feature on it. Mm. These are all facts about Amos. You should be suspicious of at least two of them. (laughs) Love
3: Stuart Heritage. Uh, okay. Okay.
2: Scroll, do do all of them. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. we will get told off. I'm right. sure we will. Well, there's Matty, who is a PE teacher. He looks like the token one who's attractive, uh, which deaf and young and yes. male. Yes. And I hate to draw stereotypes, but I would presume from that that he's going to be on his way out quite quickly. Mm.
3: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there, I mean, there, there were quite a few. I must admit, as I went through, I couldn't see an immediate ooh, there's there's an, there's an obvious winner there kind of thing. Yeah. But if you get down to like the kind of number ones and number twos.
2: I didn't want to miss Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan is 21 years old and his motto is go big or go home.
3: Oh, sweet.
2: I think Rowan's going to, I think he's going to be a silent assassin. Oh, I think
3: he's going to be shy. Do Damn. you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he is sifting okay. with vigor. <laughs> okay. Think... Then we've got Dan. Who's the everyman. Da- man. Every man, every Dan Tasha. She looks like the sort of young, uh, or... token young. I bet she'd
3: be amazing.
2: Do you think? Yeah. yeah. She's giving that girl called Martha who was yes. really good. Yeah. Yes. She's giving Martha vibes. Uh, Dana. Yeah. She looks lovely actually. Yeah. I'd be friends with her. Yeah. Uh, Saku she's gonna be killer yeah she's gonna be so good born in Sri Lanka and she looks like she has been cooking for her family with no help yeah. for her whole life yeah. she is gonna be so good yeah. uh Nikki a bit eccentric looking yes a bit eccentric looking okay uh Keith mm. looks like
3: there's always one of the Keiths, like every every year. There's a Keith type character, like the older bloke
2: who's really yeah. deft at the Victoria sponge, but not much else. No, he might be up there. I think actually they've ranked Keith not appropriately. There, he's really yeah, high. They've ranked him really high. I think yeah. that Keith. I agree. He mm. could potentially be, um, be out first because they scons might we we'll fall in love with him and then he'll scones yeah. and gone. Yeah. Josh. Josh. (gasps) What do you think about Josh? Josh is young looking again. He sort of
3: looks like Ray Mears.
2: Yes, he does. He does. He's got a very smart, sort of slightly private schoolboy haircut. Does. He does. Um (laughs) he's giving a smile that doesn't quite reach the eyes. He doesn't quite, does it, no? No. You are absolutely right there. Um it says about him (laughs) He's a chemist. Ah, uh, we've had that before, haven't we? They tend to do quite well, don't they? Yeah. yeah. He plays a lot of rugby. Mm, I mean Stuart's penning him as this as this year's heartthrob. I personally am not, mm. yeah, convinced, not, by not that. convinced by that. Yeah. Uh he loves Christmas. There's no
3: Sandro, is there, this year. There's no. Really no
2: actual Well, number one is Abby. Abby. Hello, Abby. Uh she is a veg grower and delivery <laughs> driver um she forages ah she forages there we go <laughs> so she could really be she could do quite well she could She's do very well. <laughs> going to present like a um she's the person that's going to bring sort of uh i don't know cumin and yes. um
3: she's going to be the one with all the flavor that she, she, yeah, I bet she does it's like she'll do the kind of quite basic looking cakes that taste amazing yeah. in the first few weeks whereas the chemist will be doing like architecturally incredible oh yeah things, and they'll be they'll be and then there'll be a crossover week where suddenly the architectural stuff will collapse and
2: the flavor will yes they'll be like he'll be doing things with liquid nitrogen yes but she'll be putting like sorrel in a pie or something <laughs> yeah. and they'll go nuts <laughs> yeah. for it yeah they will, go nuts yeah, they, will they will <laughs> i do you remember that one year where it was when nadia hussein won oh adore her absolutely uh, and the guy that she beat was called like um, Stuart or something and yes. he was an architect or a, of some description and he made things like a well I'm pretty sure it was out of shortbread that worked yes. and you went down and you collected a something <laughs> and you came back up <laughs> yeah. that's who I think yeah Josh yeah. might be yeah that kind of person
3: definitely that yeah the person that kind of has everything drawn out on kind of baking parchment before they
2: sort of do yeah, it. yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about I'm this. I'm so excited. So that's a brief introduction. I'm glad you encouraged me then to actually make it our own thoughts, because I was just, I was so enjoying that article that I was going to read the full thing <laughs> Such out. Such fun. Yeah, yeah, he's
3: lovely. I really, really, I follow him on Instagram. Do you? Yes. Oh, I might do. Bit of a stalker, I think is amazing. Well, um, yeah. He very, writes, he very writes kids books as well. There's a, a kids book that he wrote called Jonathan the Magic Pony, that, she, that is absolute genius it's absolutely I forced my kids didn't to Felix
2: love it and didn't she didn't somebody get called Jonathan oh, what did Felix you. call a toy that was like a classic bloke's name oh and Jeff, it, Jeff oh Jeff, oh, Jeff. It's Jeff. sorry yeah. it's Jeff it's Jeff <laughs> apologies <laughs> no Jonathan the magic pony
3: I think he wrote that purely so that on the back because Jonathan uh, the magic pony is a, a pony that could do m- m- he's, he's a magician he's a know? magician pony but it means mm. that on the back you can describe him as a one trick pony because it's not very good, so so it's all come from that one phrase. Essentially, Aww. the entire book. But it's very good.
2: It's very. I'll we'll go away and have a read. Do, do. <laughs> so see you all next week for an update on vitality. <gasps> yes, and also most excitingly, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Our first little delve into. We will know who's gone home this time. Not, maybe not quite this time. <gasps> next week, actually. Maybe not. Maybe We're recording not. this on a Tuesday lunchtime. We'll yeah. be full of anticipation. We'll be full of anticipation.
3: Yeah, mm. we may not have watched it, but we, we will definitely have more thoughts. Yeah, for sure. We
2: will. Yeah. We will.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just two pounds a month, including newsletters, live chats. And you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like-minded women runners. Go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded in person. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk With any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen